Hello, hello, Njaima, Njaima Yomis. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and, you know, I'm going to say heart-opening podcast. Instead of mind-altering, which it does tend to do, I like to make people feel like, you know, I am opening up my mind to other possibilities, but I might not necessarily be completely altering it or stepping out of my reality. You know, I'm, I'm not escaping essentially. I'm just opening my mind a bit op- and opening my heart. That's, I think the biggest thing in this podcast is the fact that it is a heart opening podcast. It is. I mean, I've become more compassionate of a person thanks to this podcast, more compassionate than I ever thought I could possibly be. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Skillshare and Cacao Bliss from Earth Echo Foods, which are in the show notes if you want more information. And you'll hear more about them in the midst of the episode. Right now, I am actually sipping on my Cacao Bliss. It's delicious. Might I say, oh, and I dropped in some coconut sugar. So I'm just saying. I am in the midst of training my mind that whenever I drink this delicious cup of cacao, I am going to be getting in the zone and opening up to flow, which of course, that is how this episode is going to be. I have nothing scripted. I'm just going to flow and see what comes through. Also, thank you to everybody who has been sending in ratings and reviews I recently said that I would do a giveaway for anybody who sends in their rating and review to my email, and I believe it is time to select a winner, and I did at random because, honestly, they were all so beautifully written. I feel like a bunch of writers or just, of course, deep old souls listen to this podcast, and it definitely is... You can see that in the reviews, and I just, uh, I feel so touched, uh, so moved, so I have so much love and gratitude for everybody who has left these amazing heartfelt reviews, and wow, you literally, like, that is a dose of medicine for my soul, especially when I'm going through a hard time. My mom always, she would say, if you're going through something, just go read your reviews, and I'm like, yeah, what if I what if I see a negative one though? And she's like, what one out of many? And who cares? And I'm like, that's true. And so, uh, thanks to her encouragement, I did. And it's genuine medicine for my soul. And so, uh, thank you so much, seriously, from the bottom of my heart for everybody who's le- left one. Whether it was for this giveaway or even prior, I've likely read it. And thank you. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Oh my gosh, all sappy. (laughs) Anyway, I might as well share the winner of the April giveaway who will be receiving a couple of my favorite books, jewelry, candles, just a couple of my favorite things. You know, not not the coolest giveaway in the world. I mean, who really cares what my favorite, but but at the same time, I'm telling you, you'll love them because they're worth it. Just the items in and of themselves. Anyway, the winner that I pulled is at Jen Zen. Jennifer, thank you, Jennifer, for your beautiful review. And you will be hearing from me soon. Should I read the review? I'll read it. It says, 
grateful for discovering this magic. I started listening to this podcast a couple years ago, and it has supported me throughout some of the hardest times of my life. It is still the only podcast to this day that I made sure to listen to every single episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, Raquel speaks from her soul and invites on the most amazing guests that will make you feel as though every episode is tailored for exactly what you're going through in the moment. I never felt such a deep connection with the podcast, and I could not be more grateful for finding it, in quotations, coincidentally. (laughs) Thank you, universe. (laughs) I invite anyone and everyone to listen in and see for yourself because you may discover more than you thought you'd imagine was possible, which for me has been simply magic. Oh, Jen, thank you so much. And I'm excited to send you my things and everybody else who took the time to send your uh, reviews in. It means the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, I'm going to be doing another one for May. So, I mean, you got time, but anybody who sends a review after April 16th, because that's when I pulled this, and emails me, will be able to be in the next giveaway. I might, who knows, maybe this might end up being a monthly thing. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I'm excited to send you some of my favorite things, Jen. All right, anyway, I believe that's all I have to say in the introduction. I hope that you are having a good drive, a nice walk, a good workout right now or you're just kind of chilling in your bedroom doing nothing even though you know we're more free now we can actually oh yeah some people are in Canada though I know that it's hard there I believe you guys are in shutdown which honestly as an extreme introvert I absolutely love it (laughs) but at the same time I understand that need that desire to really go out there and do things so I hope this brings a little bit of excitement your way. This episode is is it's going to be a little light, you know. I'm just doing a simple Q&A. Who knows if it gets deep, who knows where it goes, but I like some of the questions I asked for anything from spiritual to trivial and it seems like that's what I got. And honestly, I've been wanting a podcast episode like this. I would like to show and share more of my human as well because, I mean, though, of course, this podcast does go there. It gets pretty deep, right? It gets pretty intense. I also love to shed light on on the human and, you know, the ridiculous things that our human might love, might enjoy because we're all so completely different in that area and there's nothing to ever be ashamed of when it comes to whatever you find enjoyable for your life. So yeah, anyway, enjoy this part one of two. I'll likely be answering these in length and so I'll be dividing it up. Q&As are my absolute favorite. So I'm going to relish in this and take my time with most of the questions. With all that being said, Let's get into the magic, shall we? (laughs) And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with this Q&A. I'm stoked. (laughs) So, let's get into this episode. Melu asks, 
Are you planning out goals for your acting or going with the flow? Ooh, okay, for those of you who might just be tuning in and have not heard the news that I, thanks to a conversation with my future self, have decided that if I do not pursue this in life, I know I'll be 70 years old and look back and regret it. So I am going to be going into what my passion was as a child, which was acting, even though for the past decade I was trying to avoid it, pretend it wasn't because of a traumatic experience. But then I look back at my performing arts high school and then the film academy I went to right after high school and I look back at those times and though there were some wild and traumatic experiences probably every actor goes through and maybe I was just weak and I didn't know how to obviously I didn't have the tools to be able to cope or make sense of how I was feeling and how that experience in life was not okay but I also more than anything, had the most magical times and happiest times of my life on stage or in acting class or on the film sets, whether I was a part in the film or I was an extra. I didn't care. I just loved it. I loved the atmosphere. And so it's exciting to finally come to terms and face this truth within myself that I was avoiding from one kind of two traumatic experiences one that was very minor and the thing is is that it's funny how a traumatic experience really can't well it's not so funny but it's interesting how a traumatic experience can completely derail your trajectory and like you built up this dream for so long and you dedicated your life to it you know your childhood your teenhood to it And then it happens and all of a sudden you blame your passion for that traumatic experience. And so then you stop living your passion, which I don't regret because I got to live another interesting life. And I've been through many different phases and seasons in my 20s. I like starting this podcast was a completely different phase of my life than how I am now. And I feel more expanded and more authentic and more myself than I ever did before even starting this podcast. Allowing myself to be fearless with what I really want to do allowed me to return to what I love. And that's getting back into acting. And so I actually am taking it it's so seriously that yeah I actually this time it's a mix of goals and flow but I do have goals that I've already been expressing with friends also in the industry so we can collaborate together which has been amazing to be able to have that support I'm actually working right now on an actual script (laughs) because I don't want to depend on the casting couch and I know that there's going to be many challenges and obstacles for me to leap over. But because I'm more aware of the fact that this is just the way the universe operates and you have to simply trek through it and you will get through it and you will make it on the other side as long as you continue to have a deep belief in yourself and you're so authentically you and true to your values and 
what you are passionate about and you just stay true to that and stick with your guns and make sure to continue to tune within, follow your intuitive guidance system as well, you're going to one day, whether it takes a year or it takes 10 years, you will finally live whatever that passion and that dream is. You will. I will always have that faith even though my mind and I have this trickster ego in my mind that wants me to lose the faith and wants to continue to project doubt and wants to remind me of the traumatic things that happened in the past and the triggers and the events that made me feel worthless. And when you know you're more than this on a deep-seated level, then you're able to laugh at those doubts and just know, okay, this is a doubt in my mind because they like to enter my mind from time to time, but it's not true. And I know at my core it's not true. And I'm just going to continue on this journey because nothing, not even my own mind, is going to stop me. And therefore, I can continue to trust that this goal I have in mind will end up coming into fruition. I have all the faith. And so, yes, I've set goals. And of course, other opportunities along the way that feel even better than what my initial goal was, they might come along. But in the meantime, I have to set these goals and have the faith that they will come into my reality. But of course, I will go with the flow of whatever comes Whatever happens spontaneously, you know, I don't have an exact vivid image in my mind of how it's going to manifest, but I don't really need to know the how. I know the what, and I know the feeling of the what. At least I have an idea of it. And I'm just going to allow whatever comes between where I'm at now and wherever X is that marks a spot, I'm going to allow whatever happens between here and there to flow. And this is the best part, is the journey. But I will have micro goals along the way to keep me on track. So it is a blend of mixing practicality and trusting the universe and being open to flow and spontaneity and interruption, being okay with the obstacles that are inevitable to come. It also alleviates a lot of anxiety and uncertainty because when I'm certain that there are going to be challenges in the way, it makes them easier to face, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think that whatever your overall goal or dream might be, and I don't really have like an end-all be-all dream because I think that this is something that I'll be continuing even into my elderly life, you know, acting. So it's going to be evolving all the time, but my first goal, which will take time that's also going to require a lot of patience so in the meantime I do have little micro goals like I've already met some of them such as reading certain books on both acting and screenwriting and finding some monologues and doing some of my own little acting pieces at home and finding online classes so I've had my own little micro goals to keep me on track of the main overall goal And knowing that that main overall goal is way in the distance also alleviates a lot of anxiety for me. But it does make me lose a little sense of urgency, which I do want. So I might actually move my goal a little closer than two years down the road because I want that sense of urgency, like I've got to get this done now, if that makes sense. 
But yeah, I think that micro goals along the way and having that overall goal while at the same time trusting the universe and the process is the remedy to a beautiful journey (laughs) and getting things done. This episode is brought to you by our very special and longtime sponsor, Skillshare. And if you're not aware of Skillshare, let me tell you, because Skillshare is gifting the Your Own Magic listeners a free trial of their premium membership. Now Skillshare is for the creatively curious humans and the creative and curious humans, those who are beginners or pros, they're dabblers or masters in a variety of different crafts as Skillshare is an online learning community for creatives where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. And Skillshare offers thousands of inspiring classes on topics including illustration, graphic design, photography, creative writing, animation, fine art, music, music production, film and video, marketing, productivity, freelance and entrepreneurship, and so much more. Most classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons to fit any schedule. That is something to highlight as I know many of you are wildly busy. And with Skillshare, practice honestly makes progress. And so you may advance towards a specific goal in the pursuit of whatever creative or entrepreneurial endeavor and achieve this goal with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for the real life. Also, Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person or even online courses and workshops elsewhere, as they have an annual subscription that is less than $10 a month. I am in a new creative journey now that I'm in the pursuit of getting back into my favorite art since I was eight years old, getting back into acting, And with that, I will be writing with some of my friends some scripts so we can create our own projects. And Skillshare has a variety of different creative writing classes along with several different film and video classes like indie filmmaking, get the blockbuster look on a DIY budget. Oh, and I see this one as well, how to make dope low budget films. Yes, please. Oh, and for my digital illustrators out there that have yet to try procreate or even those who want to try procreate for fun I mean I never really was a graphic artist but for whatever reason I find procreate to be so therapeutic to use for my own personal digital meditative illustrations and I actually learned how to use procreate using their intro to procreate class illustrating on the iPad and this is taught by Brooke Glaser. Anyway, it's a wonderful class for beginners. And yes, they have both intermediate and advanced classes as well. So I'm sure whether you are a writer, a filmmaker, an illustrator, a graphic design or fine art artiste, or even marketer or interested in getting into marketing or freelance and entrepreneurship and web development. There are a variety of different classes for you to discover. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash your own magic and get a free trial of their premium membership. That's two weeks free at skillshare.com slash your own magic. Enjoy learning new skills for the soul and now on with the show. (laughs) 
Ooh, and I think this question is a great one to piggyback off the last one. This is from YX Amor, who asks, how to live in the now whilst working towards slash manifesting your dream life. Oh, oh, how I fully understand this question because I too, especially after reading the book, The Power of Now, yet also reading books that talk about manifesting your future and visualizing your future, I was confused. I'm like, well, what do I do? Do I stay present and wonderful miracles will happen and I'll have more ease and joy in my life and not care so much about what the future holds? Maybe there's a human out there who is solely present and has no thoughts of the future or the past. Though I'm sure, because we're all human, I'm sure Eckhart Tolle, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming even Eckhart Tolle thinks of the future on occasion, though he is deeply present and mostly present, and that's a beautiful human choice he's made for himself, and he may advise for others, especially when they have a lot of anxiety or experience severe depression or, or just need more ease in their life. Then, of course, coming back to the present moment is one of the most useful tools. You don't even need to force yourself to do something that perhaps your human mind is resisting, like like something as simple as meditation. A lot of times our human mind resists it, so instead, will your mind be open to simply just allowing you to just be still and quiet and be present with the space around you and find something that is around you that brings you an ounce of joy or notice that you're safe and protected here or the comfort that surrounds you, the love that surrounds you. Or perhaps instead of even making an emotional connection with what's around you and letting go of that, that is next level presence where you just recognize what is and not need to connect any sort of sentimental value to it. And something about that indeed brings more calm and ease in the present moment. Yes, absolutely a powerful tool for a variety of human situations and scenarios that does heal and bring ease to the human mind. I'll tell you why. I think it is more than okay to also be future focused whenever you feel like it, but I do want to acknowledge that I think when you get carried away of thinking of your future and you're missing the moment, you feel lost in the present, or you struggle to appreciate anything in the present moment, well, in that case, I do truly believe that the more we're grateful for, especially for what's around us in the present moment, the more we end up attracting, magnetizing towards us that has something to do with what we want to manifest or just more things to be grateful for because we are, our mind is acknowledging more of that and therefore we find more ways, more ease and more joy around us, along with the fact that if we are solely focused on our future or living in the future all day long and we're never even present, how are we going to take the inspired actions in the present moment that are going to lead us to that overall dream of the future? I dream, I visualize, and I've manifested a lot that I've dreamt about, sometimes in a different fashion, but I truly enjoy dreaming. 
However, I have to consciously, when I remember to do so, I do consciously bring myself back to what's present around me on this earthly plane and everything that I, I would be a fool to not be grateful for. And it's in those present moments, it's in that stillness that brings me back to myself, which is more important, I believe, than whatever's to come my way for myself because I'm always this being and no matter what happens in my future, connecting with this internal bliss is my anchor and my soul's greatest manifestation. And I genuinely believe connecting with this essence, this true essence within us and understanding that this is our greatest manifestation is what ends up welcoming those manifestations with more ease than however our human mind can possibly operate in this world. Yet, I have probably experienced that bliss only a handful of times. It's not something that my human constantly lives with 24-7. Maybe some spiritual teachers do. I also don't consider myself a spiritual teacher. I feel like I'm sharing this information as if I'm an older sister that is, you know, just sharing her perspective. But I do genuinely believe connecting with this true essence, this true spirit within us is our greatest lesson and greatest manifestation that also opens us up to welcome in whatever we want to manifest. And you really can only experience that in the present moment, not in the future and not in the past. And that's why I understand as well when spiritual teachers talk about the power of living in the present moment. And there is a quote from Lao Tzu, an ancient Chinese philosopher who I believe he was the founder of Taoism and he said and I'm not going to say this verbatim but he said you are living in the past if you are no he said if you are living if you are depressed you are living in the past if you are anxious you are living in the future and if you are at peace you are living in the now or you are living in the present moment. Very true when those emotions come up. You can ask yourself, why am I feeling this anxiety right now? Am I nervous about something in the future? I understand that some people do feel anxiety in the present because of what's presently going on. So it's a beautiful quote that does apply for some circumstances. I used to use that quote or see that quote as the absolute truth, but of course there's a variety of things that happen, especially in the present moment. Someone can be anxious because of what's going on in the present moment. That's very, very true. And then maybe if that's the case, why not? And I know that this isn't really talked about, but why not think about the future for a moment and think, you know what, this is all going to be okay and this is all going to work out. I'm fine and I have an amazing future to look forward to. In fact, sometimes, and this is a hot take indeed, because I know that people emphasize the present, the present, the present, which I fully am on board with as well, admiring and acknowledging and embracing the presence of the present moment. However, 
I also do think that some things that have gotten me out of certain lower or darker states of mind is the light at the end of the tunnel thinking of, and I'm just being completely honest, is thinking of the future and what what I can make of it, what is possible for myself. With that being said, it's been tried and true that people do visualize and think of their future. They might have a dedicated time or maybe the dream comes and they just feel it fully. And thinking of the future with excitement and joy and ease is also bringing joy and ease to your present moment while simultaneously opening you up hopefully to some inspired ideas to take action in this present moment to work towards whatever that dream is and so in this present moment what can you do to begin manifesting whatever is in your heart and in your mind's eye And sometimes I feel like those dreams are coming from a stream uh, that I'm connected to in the astral plane or I I know I'm getting a little esoteric right now. However, I sometimes feel that some of the dreams I conceive are happening in my heart and in my mind's eye because they're something that perhaps my soul wants to experience in this life and my guides might be gifting me these dreams because it's something that they see that I can achieve in this life. And so when we do dream, I don't think it, I think it's okay to welcome them because who knows why these visions are coming to us. And maybe it isn't that woo-woo, maybe it really is just because it's what the human wants to experience. But great, why not visualize whatever the human wants to experience. It's an exciting thing and something to feel ignited and lighted about and look forward to. It's also okay to think about your past so you can release traumas you're holding in your past. Otherwise, you're simply going to just spiritually bypass them. I think that quotes like Blatsu's indeed have their place. However, they don't share the full picture or share the absolute. And I know that's a hot take, But this is just what I've witnessed for my own personal self is that I feel best when I am more present in my day while I still hold this hope in my heart and on occasion go into my daydream land of the future because I know that that's coming and I want to explore it in this present moment. And whenever I do that, inspired ideas come and I can take action on them in the now, in the moment, which is also vibrationally aligning me to attract whatever it is that I want to manifest. I hope that shed light on this topic because I know I used to think that too, like I need to just only live in the now clearly or man, I need to be living as though I'm in the future already. No, for me personally, living majority of my time in the now is more beneficial, but allowing the dreams to come and go as they please, helps me take inspired action for the now. (laughs) I think I repeated that like three times, but you know, just to emphasize and really drill it in there. (laughs) I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump 
or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. I love this question from Faye Carly. Other hobbies you have slash things you would love to learn that are not as spiritual. Yes, my human Raquel. What does Raquel love? Well, when it comes to hobbies, well, I'd say writing and reading and learning more about, I love metaphysics, I love learning more about what may exist beyond what we can physically see, however we may experience, and (laughs) I recently got into, and it's not anything I would care to show off at all right now because it's not like it's that great but it's just therapeutic and it feels nice to do is I've been drawing on my iPad using Procreate and I find that very therapeutic for some reason. I also read and I either read on my iPad using Kindle or I have physical books. So basic I know because I mean who doesn't along with watch television like everybody Every, well, most everybody does that. I also am a big explorer. I love to explore new areas. I always feel like I need to go somewhere new I haven't been before. And I'll get this itch like, ugh, I need to just go see something novel. And though I am not great at it, I do love to sing. I do love, I do love a good singing session, especially in my car, in the shower. And I do do vocal exercises for that now to strengthen my instrument since I haven't used it professionally in a long time. I also think it's fun to make soap and bake 
I love to bake. I'm not big on cooking meals. I love a nice, simple meal. Or I mean, I like to just make a nice, simple meal. But I love to bake. And I'm, I mean, does eating desserts count as a hobby? Because that might be my favorite pastime. Oh, duh, and dance. I'm dancing all the time. I'm dancing all day, all, all day long to literally every genre you can think of from hip-hop pop music that everybody's listening to on the charts to more gotta see like music that's why i have my shakti playlist on spotify for you which that link is in the show notes one artist i absolutely love right now is india re and also i love shiloh ray she's been on this podcast indeed listen to their music it will indeed light up that goddess and that light within you but that's not the only kind of music i listen to i even enjoy country and i enjoy acoustic and folk and alternative rock i love trevor hall obviously he's been on this podcast and i'm big on citizen cope and jack johnson and donovan frankenreiter i believe is his name plus a lot of emo bands oh paramore the used old panic of the disco some of new panic of the disco taylor swift uh taylor swift's new album has been on repeat for me well, I guess it's her older songs, but you know, Taylor's version. See, I'm seriously jumping all over the place, but I love everything. And especially 90s music and early 2000s, every genre again. And to me, music is allowing me to either release emotion or feel something. And so I'm not going to only listen to a certain frequency of music or whatever. I know that I used to think that way and feel that way. But it didn't really do, it didn't really fuel my soul and ignite my soul and light up my soul like I thought it would. What really lights up my soul is simply just listening to whatever I want to listen to without any boundary whatsoever. And I love that freedom and I love that liberation and I don't restrict myself in that regard at all. And, you know, I'm not a religious person, but gospel. I love a good gospel song something about it uplifts my soul i don't know what it is which by the way someone did ask who was it someone asked this is from hannah thompson six asks i hope this is not rude i'm just wondering what religion you practice if any thank you hannah and no that is not rude thank you for your question i i'm not a member or part of any religious organization or group i just have my own way of connecting with God, but I have to say that I do see a lot of parallels between a variety of different religions and simple spirituality. And I might add simple spirituality because I know that even spirituality, though there are a lot of areas that might not claim to be religious, seem to also cultivate certain practices or ideas or ideals that are what that collective that group believe and that's perfectly fine like whatever makes you happy no matter what your religion is I mean most of my family they're Mormon and it makes them happy like they're genuinely happy so I guess I shouldn't say Mormon they prefer members of the Latter-day Saints Church or being referred to as Latter-day Saints so that's what I'll do to respect them, but I am 
most aware of the beliefs of the LDS church. And so that is my best understanding of religion or how a religious organization works. And I am a little familiar with Christianity that's non-denominational as well. And also to each their own. For me personally, I couldn't see myself being part of any religious organization for a variety of reasons. However, I don't want to get into that here. I can talk about it another time, but I do see a lot of interesting parallels with what people who are simply just spiritual believe, though that, of course, not many people have the exact same belief because we all connect to God in different ways. But there are a lot of similarities between what I guess I would say the most common spiritual beliefs are with religion or, well, specifically the LDS church, I thought was super interesting. I was also atheist for a period of time too. I wouldn't say atheist, but just agnostic. I didn't really believe that there was a higher power or anything beyond the physical. I was pretty, whatever was concrete evidence or whatever I could prove, I believed. But, you know, miracles and magical things happen and it's now hard to go back into that reality. So, yeah. But to answer your question simply, I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. Ooh, and this is a good question. To piggyback off that one, tips for people getting into spirituality. I, for whatever reason, don't have any desire to try to make people see reality the way I see it. Perhaps that's because of the religion I grew up in, it was very much like that. I believe in if their soul was meant to come across it and find it in this life, they will. And unless we felt a strong ping, a strong nudge to push someone in that direction, I have no desire to make people believe a certain way or see the world the way I see it. I think that that is free will and the freedom to experience and learn and express as we please is one of the most beautiful privileges of life that some people, though their soul and in the grand scheme of things, they have the opportunity to live, but sometimes we can be so shackled by our culture, whatever our reality is that we're experiencing, we feel like we can't explore other territories in a sense, or we've completely shut out the idea, the possibility that there are other, there are other options out there or there are other ways to experience God. And I'm actually very thankful that I've been able to grow up in a religion and then Thanks to my dad, I got to try out a variety of different religions when I was a preteen, when I was 12, and leaving that religion, and then ultimately just being Christian, that a Christian that didn't go to church or read the Bible, and then agnostic, and then atheist, and that led me to spirituality, where I was able to connect with the higher power again, or see, feel as though there is something that cares about me beyond me and my parents cares about all of humanity and that there's a lot of different synchronicities in this world that there's literally no other explanation than the fact that there was a divine assignment or this was divinely guided in some way shape or form so I 
genuinely believe that if someone were to try to make me see spirituality this way, I just think they're crazy. And because this did happen when I was atheist, I just think they're crazy and I would not even pay attention. So you can't really make someone believe in spirituality. You know, you can offer ideas or you can bring forth certain concepts that make them think. Because the whole point of spirituality is so they can connect with their soul, their spirit. And to spirit with a capital S, the overall spirit, God, source, universe, as that will likely bring more light into our human life. And so if you feel as though, if you know someone you feel like they would benefit from opening up to spirituality, it's okay to present some concepts or share your personal experience, but in a way that doesn't feel like you are knocking on their door and wanting to sit them down and convince them of your ways. No. Indeed, live and let live. And I feel as though and I trust as though they'll be guided to open to spirituality. Now, if it's for yourself, well, congrats on listening to this podcast, this specific episode. I don't know if it's this one's the most spiritual, but there are several soulful episodes that will encourage you to explore and question and tune within and discover for yourself what spirituality and this human experience means to you. But it truly is more so just bringing light to the human, to the dark, not seeing the dark as bad or good, and bringing more ease to those moments while simultaneously knowing that you are you have some something beyond the physical to pray to, to ask anything to, to deliver messages through you, and know that you don't have to do any of this alone. So, yeah, I highly encourage you to continue listening to other episodes if you haven't, or open the book that I talked about earlier, The Power of Now. <laughs> I also highly recommend reading A Course in Miracles. But my biggest tip would be to pray and or meditate with the intention of connecting to something beyond the physical, to connecting to spirit, or connect to that deeper voice within you. And that will help you connect and remember. And oh my gosh, some of these questions just flow. This one from Earth Soul Goddess is how to maintain connection with people in your life who are not as spiritually oriented. Ugh, beautiful question. I believe it also depends on where you're at in your journey or what your paradigm is at this time, what your reality is at this time. There was a time probably a few years ago where it would have been hard for me, my human, to connect with any human that didn't see the way I saw the world. But then as I expanded and became more aware, as in, I guess I kind of call it awaken from awakening because there's also a lot of these ideals and ideas around awakening that prevents you from truly awakening and that is genuinely opening your heart up to with no judgment whatsoever being okay 
to connect with anyone and everyone without them needing to be like-minded in any way, shape, or form. And it's a completely fair question as so many people go through this, and I used to heavily grapple with this because I felt this dissonance for a long time with others that weren't spiritually oriented. And it wasn't until I let go of certain perspectives or certain paradigms that when I did let go of these very popular or well-known thoughts or ideas of life, when I finally let go of that, I felt more free and liberated and compassionate and loving and it was easy to connect with anybody. But the how, I understand, is really hard. And though I think it might look differently for everyone, like I said, for me personally, I let go of certain beliefs that made me think I was on a different wavelength as others or made me feel as though I was disconnected or different than others. Obviously, we're all different. Obviously, we're all on different wavelengths in one way, shape, or form. However, when your mind, the spiritual ego, when the spiritual ego takes over, sometimes the spiritual ego may convince that they're not worthy of being in your magnetic field because there is that dissonance. And realizing that that is not true and that is not love and that is not oneness is what opened my eyes to recognizing that that is a toxic perspective. And I know that that might not even be, you might not even hold that perspective. This is truly just from my own experience. And let's say you don't, the other how is asking yourself, what are my beliefs around or the narratives that are surrounding this idea that I am failing in some way of connecting with these people because they are not so spiritually oriented. What is the narrative around that? And ask, is that really necessarily true? Is it true? And if it is true for you, then, you know, honor what's true for you. But if you see that maybe whatever that narrative is, is not true, that may open your heart and mind to something else. And I think a lot of people, especially as they are spiritually awakening, grapple with this because it's hard to feel. And it's such a valid feeling, by the way. It's not that you're meaning to. I know, I know, I know. But it's hard to feel connected to humanity at some point. Or we might end up consuming all this information that make us feel as though this reality we're living in is an absolute joke or an absolute shackling if that's a word shackling like you feel shackled in this paradigm in this matrix and though there is likely some truth to that is that necessarily really that expansive if you are ignoring humanity you know and if there's any sort of separation what is that is that truth Or is that ego? And so really looking at that narrative that surrounds this idea 
that there is even a connection that's not working out, so you need to maintain, but you want to maintain it, but it feels like it's not working out, look at that narrative and see if this is even true. Find your why, why it's important for you to stay connected. And I'm happy that you even asked this because it shows that you do care to continue to stay connected with people no matter what they believe in. And I totally honor that as there are a lot of people that probably don't care to, that probably feel as though they are either better than or more evolved or evolved in a different way and therefore they want to disconnect or ignore other humans and for that I understand but I do want to say this and this is not applying to you or soul goddess I know that you probably genuinely want to maintain your connections with humans that you love and that's all that matters in the long run is truly the love Everything else is truly human fluff that is made up. Our minds, our egos are wrapped around, tied around our perspectives in life. But there's a variety of realities in this world that are really real for someone, that are really true for someone, but that doesn't make it true for everyone. That's always something to keep in mind. So with that being said... I caution people to question and question everyone because that's going to affect how you see or shape the way you see reality and how you approach your relationships and how you approach the relationship with yourself and everything. I take some things that spiritual teachers or guides might say, but I might not agree or feel aligned with everything and I understand that that might be something for their personal reality, but it might not align with my personal reality, and I honor that, especially as I get to know myself more and more throughout the years and spiritually evolve with myself and with the world and in this world. And with that being said, I think it's very important to be cautious of listening to anyone, including myself, listening to anyone as if they know everything. There were many instances this past year where I listened to certain perspectives from spiritual teachers that made me realize that that is a complete separate reality that I do not resonate with whatsoever. And that was enlightening in and of itself. For example, someone shared this perspective as an absolute that... If you're a chosen one, an awakened one, that means you, your family is your greatest teacher because they're teaching you what not to believe and how not to see the world. You're a black sheep of the family. He also said you need to learn, even though it's hard, to cut ties with your family. What? No. Of course, a lot of people jumped on board with and believed, but... Though I do agree with healing our ancestral wounds, I can't jump on board with complete disconnection from family. Absolutely do not agree and will never ever condone cutting off your family who may have completely different beliefs of the world 
whether it is spiritual beliefs or political beliefs or whatever it is, like that's your family. If the, Of course you feel like, you know, they have mistreated you and you just feel like cutting off is the healthiest thing for you. Absolutely. But if that's not the case and they just have a difference of opinion or a difference of perspective, that's your family. You know, your soul chose to be with this family for whatever reason. And if you run from them, you're only running from growth. Of course, it's okay to set boundaries, especially if they cross the line in many ways or they have a hard time with you not believing in what they see. It's so important for you to be honest and authentic with you along with being real with others as well. And I have been the black sheep of my family since I was like 12 years old. (laughs) But though there might have been a period of time when I wanted to just, you know, cut the cord, that was my own spiritual ego talking. That wasn't my soul. And that wasn't what I'm here to do. I'm here to love. We're all here to love. And so I think it's a very toxic perspective and a fear-based perspective, and perhaps an angry perspective. And I noticed that a lot of people will make up these ideas about spirituality out of anger and fear. And they're like, this is the way the world needs to be because they're coming from, their inner child's coming from a place of shame and anger and frustration with certain events of the world. And so with all that in mind, Does it feel right to cut people off that you care about and love just because they have a difference in opinion or perspective of reality? And if that's something they can't accept, that's their own issue, and you continue to live how you authentically want to live and embrace your spirituality the way you feel called to embrace your spirituality, whether or not they ever open up to your ideas, maybe they'll at least be accepting because it's very clear when someone's honoring their truth and that's something I think is undeniable. Your relationship is beyond any sort of belief or ideal. It's just, it's just love. It's just love. I have many friends who are not spiritual I think that some do tend to fade away in time, maybe because, you know, there's like just a natural dissonance when people don't align and that's okay. I still care about them, but we don't really connect like we used to because we're always, everyone's evolving, you know, and that's okay, but I would never just cut the cord. Well, at least in the state I'm at now, maybe back In the day when I was solely, I was soaking up all of the spiritual wisdom that I forgot about the beauty of human and humanity. And there was a bit of that spiritual ego kicks in that you don't realize until you kind of step out of it from other shadows being released. And from that, I had a second look at myself and I know what was genuinely true for me and it's to care about those who come into my life for a reason and it doesn't have to be a reason that makes any sense but it's just an inner knowing and that's all that matters but if you have this inner feeling like you need to cut somebody off ask yourself is this because of a spiritual ego human ego 
or is this genuinely how I'm feeling deep down? If you feel like they're toxic and holding you back and it's an unhealthy relationship, that's another thing and that's definitely something to look at and consider distancing yourself indeed. But just because someone's not spiritual honestly doesn't make them any less spiritual than, and I know people don't like to hear this, but than you. That they're just as much of a spiritual being. Perhaps their human isn't open to being aware of this yet, but we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. This will, at least, this is what I believe from my perspective and my paradigm. I genuinely believe we all are here to have these variety of experiences. And so I love the variety of color in my life. I love friends that are very artistic and I love having friends that are very analytical friends that feel like in the spiritual world they'll label it 3d or whatever I appreciate those friends I don't fear that my being is going to devolve because that's not even possible to devolve we're always evolving and changing and there's no way you will digress in fact you're probably only making progress when you are widening your arms to whoever so doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of time with them but unless you really feel like you need to no need to cut anybody off for not being like-minded that was such a good question earth soul goddess because i used to grapple with that so i really appreciate it and here's another one that can piggyback off that one i love it abundantly underscore ashley asks do you look for a certain level of spirituality slash level of awareness in a partner? And the answer to that is yes and no. No to spirituality, but yes to level of awareness. I do love a self-aware human and a very present human and one who is grounding and may not even realize it or label it but they are innately more what humans perceive as spiritual but they might not identify as this or they might not have their identity wrapped around this or tied to it no he doesn't have to identify as spiritual or anything i'll be able to tell if he's innately more present in tune grounded or if it's an act i can see through that stuff right away usually I care that he loves me for all the hats I wear and also depending on my moods and just whatever my human's going through, that he loves all of it and he accepts all of it and vice versa, you know? And just that simple soulful connection, that's, that's what I care about more than whatever they identify as. And I do trust also the universe will only, it usually only matches people on the same wavelength, especially if it's going to last. So I trust that as well. I'm also not really looking right now, but I do know what I want. I'll tell you that. I do know, I do know what I want and what I don't want. And it's not easy to label. It's not anything like he has to be tall or have black hair or whatever. It's more so a certain vibe, which I know is so cliche to say, but it's so true. It's just a certain essence, a certain vibe, and that certain essence or vibe that I'm drawn to, I can't really place a label on, and it can be any shape, color, size, whatever, you know? 
So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I had a medium, her name's Erica, read me. I think it was in 2019, and she said that she sees or feels a J or whatever for my person. We'll see. We'll see if it's a J, but also I'm not going to limit whoever I come across to only J's. Like, nope, your name doesn't start with a J. Not going to date you. The guys I've been dating since that interview, none of them are J's so far, but also none of them have been the person so far, you know? (laughs) So... Our soul is going to meet a variety of souls and has a variety of soulmates. And that's my own personal belief. So I ask you to ask yourself, what do you believe when it comes to soulmates or finding your person? Do you think that they're divinely assigned? Do you believe in soulmates or twin flames? Or do you believe that, do you believe in monogamy, polyamory? Do you think either of those are going to work better for you? I know for me, monogamy, 1,000% is the only way I'll personally be able to go. But I understand as all of us are completely wired differently, that's not the way it's going to work for every human. Do you believe in marriage or do you just believe having a long-term relationship is will suffice? I'm sort of leaning towards, I don't know, that's hard. I, I, I think that I'll just know if I want to marry the person or if I would rather just keep it special as a long-term relationship. Like we don't have to be bound to any sort of contractual agreement. I see the romance in that as well. So yeah, I know that my opinions about love and soulmates continues to evolve rapidly. So who knows when I finally do meet him, who knows how I'll feel, you know? So I think that's a great question for everyone to sit and ask themselves, you know, is this, do I want someone who is also spiritual or like-minded in that way and perhaps even identifies as such or just connects more deeply with the same spiritual perspectives or has a certain level of awareness if you're single of course I think this is a great question to ask but also to be open and ask yourself perhaps maybe there's something more I can learn with someone who might not be or perhaps I have a soulmate out there who is going to open my eyes open my world to even more ideas in this world and might not identify necessarily as spiritual and that's okay but it is a good question to ask and I just think that honestly who cares what their human identifies as (laughs) it's going to be the soul connection between us that matters more than anything and I'll feel that positive polarity if we're talking law of one terms with him, as I could imagine, that union feels sacred and feels like you're connected not only with each other, but with the universe more deeply. So I ended up answering even more questions for another hour. So I thought, you know, I might as well end right here and share part two on Thursday. And there were some juicy questions from spiritual to trivial but all I share is from the heart from the soul and I feel like I'm sitting behind this mic having a conversation though it 
clearly no one's around. I feel as though your spirits are around here listening. It's really it's really weird, I know, but I genu- genuinely feel like that, like I'm a sister providing some sort of advice or just sharing my stories, and this is so fun for me. Q&As are my absolute favorite. Since I'm not doing the extra solo every single week or the exclusive content for solos, I will definitely do more Q&As. They're honestly my favorite episodes to record out of all episodes. So I am keen on doing more of these indeed. Though I have so many guests coming up the next few weeks, which I've already recorded some of them, but that's how the podcast world works, you know? Some people like you to post their episode on a specific day. So in the meantime, here are just more solos, and I appreciate your participation, whoever asked a question. (laughs) So part two, answering the questions that you asked last week on my Instagram. Feel free to follow me at Raquel Mantra, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E, Mantra. My mom decided to spell it uniquely. She likes the Spanish name with a little French flair. Anyway, with all that being said, I hope you have a magical week and I hope to connect with you energetically on Thursday. (laughs) Jai ma, jai ma. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.